You're listening to The Savings Tip Jar with Dom Beattie and Harrison Asprey, powered by savings.com.au. Your home of consumer finance news, guides and product comparisons. Yes, hello. Welcome to The Savings Tip Jar, the very first episode of a new podcast where we aim to discuss the latest in banking and finance, but with a focus on the stuff that's relevant to the savings of everyday Aussies. That means we're not here to talk industry news such as mergers and acquisitions, big bank profits, CEO bonuses or corporate scandals. We'll instead stick to the grassroots of finance, hopefully uncovering savings in the day-to-day things that impact us the most, like interest rates, home loans, savings accounts, property prices, rents, taxes and other general costs of living. I'm Don Beattie and alongside me is my colleague Harrison Asprey. Harrison, we always said we'd do a podcast, so here we are. I know, Dom. It's good to be here. It's been a while in the making. Uh, hopefully, the ghost of Kerry Packer doesn't yank us off air like he did to some broadcasts back in the 80s. Um, new format podcasts. Welcome to the 21st century. Let's go. Here we go. Exciting times. So, as we're going to do on each show, we'll start off by talking through some of the top savings news you should know this week uh, in our savings news roundup. Following that, we'll put the spotlight on some standout financial products in a segment we'll call Good Deal Hunting. Then we'll talk through some of the key changes to interest rates we've seen recently in our rate wraps before we share some fund facts. Yes, that's fund with a D from the world of finance that we've come across. Then we'll finish up with our two cent takeaways of the week. So let's get into it uh, with some noteworthy news. All right, first up in the news, um, for the fourth consecutive month, the Reserve Bank of Australia has increased the cash rate by 50 basis points. Um, It's actually the fifth increase since May. Um, So that marks 225 basis points worth of increases uh, since May. Um, So that that means that uh, mortgage payments are going up uh, on variable mortgages and savings account rates are also going up. Um, It's a pretty busy time in the Australian Uh, mortgage market and for the economy as well. Yeah, it's been interesting this one. I mean, we uh, a lot of the banks have been very quiet. At the time of recording, we've only seen really uh, one or two lenders announce um, changes to their home loan interest rates following this this announcement from the RBA. Uh, None of the big four yet have have announced. I mean, it's not really a surprise anyway. Everyone assumes that they're going to boost uh, variable home loan rates by by another 50 basis points. But the, just the, the real question is when? Um, is it going to kick in at, at the end of the month like it's been happening in previous months or is it going to kick in earlier? Uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But um, we have seen uh, a, a couple of, was it was it just one savings account so far has, has announced that it'll be increasing by the full 50? Yeah, that's right, Dom. I think it's... Uh... It's been Eubank, so they were first cab off the rank. Um, so the digital bank owned, owned by NAB, they were quick to the punch, whereas others have been pretty slow off the mark. Um, I think there's a bit of rate fatigue in there, including for the banks as well. So everyone knows what's coming. It's just a matter of when, not if. Yeah, it's, um, you know what, it's, it's pretty tough for a lot of people, though. I mean, another 50 basis points uh, for the fourth time in a row. People will just be starting to think, right, when's this going to end? Uh, surely the RBA will be thinking about at least slowing down the pace of their rate rises soon. Um, perhaps next month we'll just be in uh, 25. Or, I mean, if inflation is still showing no signs of, uh, of, of calming down, 
uh, maybe they'll they'll have to think, no, nah, we're going to have to hit with another 50 basis points. But it just means, you know, another 50 basis points. They'll see the uh, the mortgage repayments on, say, a $500,000 loan uh, rising from, say, 4% to 4.5%, uh, which would take um, home loan repayments up by another $200 or so per month. So that's, that's not easy to find for a lot of people. Um, and, you know, if, if you put that in the context of... Uh, you know, before the rate rises began back in May, uh, a lot of those people were probably only paying 2.25% on their home loans. So, uh, you know, since then, repayments have probably gone up uh, about $1,000 or so. Um, so, yeah, pretty pretty tough, pretty tough for a lot of people. I know, Dom, and um, it's a great time to be debt-free from my point of view. Uh, it's potentially a great time to save um if not for this pesky inflation thing that we're all talking about yeah no it, i mean if there is a silver lining obviously it is uh savings account rates have been going up we're seeing quite a few now they're offering uh uh quite you know over over three percent some some three and a half percent even if uh well those tend to be the, the ones that require you to meet certain bonus conditions but um i mean on the on the theme of savings uh the household savings ratio has declined again falling from 11.1% to 8.7% in the June 2022 quarter. This marks the third consecutive quarterly decline in household savings ratio as household spending continues to outpace the growth in household income. The June 2022 quarter reading of 8.7% is the first single digit reading since the March 2020 quarter of 9.7%. So Harrison, household savings uh, rates going down uh not a huge surprise is it that's right dom um since the restrictions have been eased lockdowns are hopefully fingers crossed a things of the a thing of the past that means that people are going going out there with uh, pent-up demands there's airline travel back on the cars as well um and a large proportion of spending was in clothing and footwear uh, rising by 45 percent um, so that means that people are free to shop. You know, a lot of people don't need to wear masks anymore, thankfully. Um, and there's a lot of people spending. And despite all the rhetoric about inflation hitting us and um, and and rate rises um, hitting the uh, hip pocket, that means. Um, but there's still a large proportion of people who who do have a lot of cash to burn. Um, it is funny, actually, that the RBA governor, Dr. Phil Lowe, today actually came out and said that the large amount of savings are for higher income uh, households, which means that there's a proportion of lower income households probably doing it tough. So as always in any sort of recession or, or financial crises, the, the poor seem to struggle along and the rich seem to consolidate their wealth. Yeah, it, I mean, that's the common theme, isn't it? That uh, echoes through history, through time. Um, but, uh, I mean, really, yeah, we saw this household savings ratio absolutely soar um, when when the, the pandemic kicked in to just to absolutely, dare I say, it, unprecedented levels. <laughs> um, but you know what? I mean, at 8.7% right now, that is still far higher than it was before the pandemic. So that, I mean, historically is still a pretty high rate of uh, household saving. But, um, you know, as we, as we go forward, uh, we still expect that 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 to just keep coming down as as things return to normal. I mean, obviously it soared in the pandemic because well, people were basically forced to save that they, they couldn't. A lot of them couldn't leave their homes to go to the shops. They they couldn't go overseas uh, for the you know the, the the fifth European holiday of the year. People were forced to save money, um, and uh, now 
everyone's quite free and open. I mean, just look at us in in our team, Harrison. About half the half the office was uh, was off in Europe uh, during the winter break. So, yeah, people people are obviously spending a lot more now. So naturally, that household savings rate is uh, is going to fall. Yeah, it's nice for some. Hey, Dom, what's eight percent, eight point seven percent of your paycheck? Um, it's probably a million dollars, <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About that. Um, but speaking of spending and pent up demand and things like that, um, the the ABS data recently that's come out has shown, um, as I said earlier, there's been a forty five percent increase in spending for clothes and footwear as well, um, and that marks an eighteen point four percent rise overall in the overall figure. Um, and it is interesting because a lot of people are probably wondering with rate rises and all the news about inflation and people doing it tough, um, why spending is still so strong. And the Combank economist, uh, Gareth Ed, he has often has some pretty sharp commentary. Um, and he said that there's usually a three month lag time between rate hikes and hits to the hip pocket. So I personally don't envision any sort of um austerity until maybe the end of the year which is just in time for christmas so maybe little jimbo can't get his big transformer he'll have to settle for the smaller transformer instead well i don't know i don't know much about transformers but um but yeah i can definitely understand what, what gareth ed is saying about the three-month lag um i mean you think about it like a, a lot of lenders will will announce that they'll be passing on the the 50 basis point rate hike to home loans but um they say it won't apply till the end of the month. And then, so when it does apply to by the end of the month, it doesn't actually apply to that customer's home loan repayments until the end of the next month when that repayment is due. So you do see that lag and, and then, and then you know, pe people will, will be spending accordingly. So obviously these these rate hikes, well, the, the really big ones, the 50 basis ones didn't start until till June. So, I mean, really we should be starting to see um, a, a significant fall happening. Um, well, definitely, uh, you know, in August, August data, when that comes out, it should be a pretty sharp decline. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, myself, you know, on the weekend, I was going around a major shopping centre uh, on the Gold Coast and just, just people everywhere with, with shopping bags, uh, buying buying stuff out, a lot of lot of things sold out. I went went to buy myself a new pair of pair of thongs <laughs> and the ones that I was after were all sold out. Um, so, yeah. We'll probably see people tighten up a bit in the in the next few months, and um, I mean, we really they're going to have to if, if we're going to hope to see inflation start to come down a bit. Moving on, uh, pensions. So from the 20th of September, more than 4.7 million Australians will receive a boost in their social security payments. Age pension, disability support pension, and carer payments will all increase, rising by $38.90 a fortnight for singles and $58.80 a fortnight for couples. For singles, the maximum rate of pension will increase to $1,026.50 a fortnight or $1,547.60 per couple. It represents a 6.1% increase from September 2021 in line with the latest headline inflation figure of 6.1%. So this was uh, for age pensioners, the, the highest uh, uh, rise in, in payments for in uh, 12 years. But um, naturally, because it's uh, indexed, it reflects the, the, the really high inflation that we're currently ex experiencing, Harrison. That's right. And there's been a few categories in the inflation figure that have risen more than the 6.1%. So areas such as transport and off the back of high fuel prices and things like that um, are 
being hit at, at, at a higher rate. Um, so different people are going to feel the inflation effects differently and pensioners, you know, um, with this latest pension increase, they're pretty much just actually no better off by the time the cost of living is taken into account. Um, it's a tough time to not have a job, essentially. Um, as some governments have said in the past, the best form of welfare is a job, and, but if you're retired, then you don't have that and you might have to rely on the pension. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you might look at the figures and think, oh, woohoo, I'm going to be getting an extra, um, you know, $38.90 a fortnight. Um, but really, I mean, it's, it's when you factor in how much the cost of living has risen, it's, it, it, mean, it cancels out because it's naturally just designed to follow the, the, the cost, the rise in the cost of living. So you're no better off, really. Um, but uh, and yeah, like you said, if, if you're someone that um, travels a lot, um, it, it you could you could actually be worse off because you know your 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 pension payments only going up 6.1%, but say the cost of transport has gone up uh, 9%, uh, then you know you're still no better off. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting cost of transport, um, particularly at the end of this month with the um, the old uh, levy. Uh, sorry, what is it? The 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 fuel tax, the fuel excise tax. Yeah, fuel excise, yeah. Yeah, going going back up uh, by what was it? 25 cents. So. Yeah, it, so so I got halved. Um, it was twenty two cents, and now to go back to the full forty four cents. And mm -hmm. knowing this, I, I filled up my car this morning actually um, with what was probably an awful price a couple of years ago for a dollar sixty a liter. Um, that's that's now a pretty good price, but expect that to go up um, to above the two dollar mark again off the back of the rising fuel price cycle. And then the double whammy is with the with the full excise coming back into effect. Um, that was only ever going to be a temporary thing. Both governments, so the old Morrison government and the new Albanese government, have said the government can't afford to be doing that with with uh, with one trillion dollars in gross debt. Um, so, yeah, so prepare to be hit at the fuel bowser soon again. Well, I mean, so much of it depends as well, doesn't it, on uh, the the international oil markets. So, I mean, we saw even even with the the excise cut. Um, we saw that the cost of petrol uh, around Australia going up well over two dollars a litre, uh, and then that that came down quite a bit significantly as um, oil prices uh, overseas had uh, pretty sharp declines. So who knows? We could get lucky. We could we could see um, oil prices continue to fall as the excise tax is uh, is being applied back to the full rate, um, which could kind of just cancel out the thing, and we don't actually even notice. A significant rise so who knows or it could, it could be even worse it could be oil price goes back up and uh and then we get whack with the with the, with the fuel excise uh increase uh and then we're just you know we're looking at two dollars fifty even a liter in some places could be could be tough i know and when i was traveling in regional tasmania recently diesel was over two dollars fifty a liter which could be an indicator as to where that's going but how's this for a segue, Dom? Um, people who are faced with higher fuel prices might need to dip into the old offset account. <laughs> um, yep. CBA data, so Combank's been popular recently uh, with all their research. They've, they've said that mortgage offset accounts have risen as customers look for better ways to manage their finances. So that's with home loan rates going up with hits to the hip pocket at, at the grocery checkout and things like that. So CBA said over the past 12 months, home loan customers with an offset account increased by nearly 10% while total balances increased by a similar amount, which is interesting because uh, the RBA governor, Dr. Lowe, has actually come out and said 
that uh, deposits during the pandemic increased by about $240 billion, which is a sizable amount, and a large proportion of that is in offset accounts. So while rates were low, people were piling that money into their mortgage and into their offset accounts for lower interest payable. And an offset account is a pretty interesting product because it serves as a bank account. You get a debit card and things like that as well, but then you're also lowering interest payable on your home loan. So it's a bit of a one-two punch, the, the old offset account. Hey, Dom. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a huge fan of offset accounts um, because I mean it's it's like just like a savings account really, but instead of earning you interest, uh, you're saving interest, and because um, you're not earning it, you don't have to pay tax on it. Um, so, I mean, most home loans usually have higher interest rates than savings accounts as well. So, um, a lot of the the best savings accounts at the moment, um, maybe about three or three and a half percent. Um, that you could get if you meet all the conditions, whereas um, home loans, you've seen quite a few around the 4% mark. So you could be saving 4% on that money, essentially, um, and not getting taxed on it. Uh, I mean, it, it makes sense, doesn't it, Harrison, that um, you know, offset the, the popularity of offset accounts is, is increasing um, as interest rates rise, because obviously just people just need to lower their interest costs uh, on their home loans. So they, uh, they whack any spare funds that they have straight into the offset account. Yeah, that's right. The offset account is interesting because um, savings accounts aren't anywhere near the rate, generally speaking, of, of home loan rates yet. Um, and the best way it seems like to make money is to save money. And while you don't see that straight away, you know, over the life of a loan, you could you could save thousands or, or, or even tens of thousands of dollars if you keep on top of your offset account and keep the money in there and keep it at a sizable portion. But I mean, there are downsides really to, to home loans that have offset accounts in that um, they typically uh, have higher interest rates, home loans with offset accounts, um, or they might charge a, a fee um, for, for servicing the offset account. I mean, the, there's uh, there's some out there that um, you have to maybe pay $10 a month, something like that, or the interest rate might be um, about 10 basis points higher than another one. I mean, uh, a very similar product is a, just a redraw facility, which most home loans have. So where you just make extra repayments into the home loan and anything that's over and above the minimum, you can actually redraw via the redraw facility down the line. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, it tends to be not as convenient as an offset account um, where, you know, an offset account basically comes with a, a, a debit card often uh, that you can just use, you know, you, you can do all your spending, you can have your your, um, you can have your salary paid into the offset account. Um, yeah, you can just tap away on, on any purchase, just like a regular regular card. Whereas with a with a redraw facility, I mean, sometimes you have to, you know, call up the, the, the lender each time and it might take a bit of time to process your withdrawal. Uh, I mean, you know, we saw with, uh, who was it? It was at um, MeBank. There was Me a bit Bank, of a scandal yeah. there, wasn't it? Where people had thought they had, you know, quite a bit of money, say they thought they had... Um, about $10,000 in the redraw facility, went to go, you know, withdraw some of that money and then saw that it just been sucked into the home loan. I mean, it's that money still went somewhere. It came off the, the home loan balance, but you can't actually access that, that money again. So mm. yeah, pros and cons, offset accounts. Um, now, moving on um, to our next segment, good deal hunting. All right, so good deal hunting. Uh, I did some hunting around for good deals in home loans, Harrison, and uh, there's one pretty standout product at the moment that sticks out like a sore thumb when, whenever you go to, uh, you know, compare home loans on savings account because it's got um, 
the lowest rate at the time of the lowest advertised rate at, at the time of speaking. So this is a unloan, uh, 3.14% per annum advertised rate and a comparison rate of 3.06% per annum. Uh, the reason that comparison rate is actually lower than the advertised rate is because Unloan actually has a pretty unique uh, feature where for every year that you stick with the home loan, they will they promise to uh, discount your interest rate by one basis point. So that's 0.01% off the advertised rate for every year you stick with them. Uh, so that's why the comparison rate is uh, is less because the comparison rate is based on uh, that the home loan over an entire 25 years is designed to reflect, um, you know, the interest rate and the fees on top of that. So that's why usually the comparison rate is higher than the advertised rate, but uh, in this case it's it's lower. Um, but I mean, the reason the reason the the rate is so much lower as well is because um, their rate hike uh, for the August. Um, RBA rate hike doesn't actually kick in till the 22nd of September uh, and is only going up by uh, 40 basis points rather than the full 50. So yeah, it's it's a pretty interesting product, but uh, don't expect it to keep getting 3.14% because uh, obviously it's due to go up 40 basis points on the 22nd of September. And of course, we've had uh, another 50 basis point rate hike from the RBA this month. Uh, so, I mean, they're probably going to hike another uh, or at least another 40 basis points um, either later this month or next month. So yes, that's that's, uh, that's that's home loans, good deal hunting. That's right. And that's what our uh, our mate from Combank, Gareth Ed, was saying, you know, it, there's a three month lag and that there is a good example of that because they haven't yet applied the increase from August. They're applying that at the end of September. And then the September cash rate, it remains to be seen as to when they'll apply that to the home loan rate as well. So that, that's a good three-month chunk right there mm -hmm. that consumers aren't seeing the full picture. Um, yeah, huge delay. Yeah, but where they can see the full picture is uh, with savings account rates, generally speaking, um, to another brand now called Ubank, another, another one starting with U. Um, as I said earlier, it's uh, owned by NAB. Um, they were actually the first bank to boost its savings account rate um, following September's RBA decision, they increased it by the full 50 basis points to 3.35. Now that consists of a 10 basis point base rate and a 3.25% uh, extra rate. Now to get that extra bonus rate, um, customers need to deposit $200 a month to get the rate. So the hurdles aren't too high, but if you somehow forget to deposit $200 a month or, or, or you can't make that that month, you are punished quite heavily for that. Um, and this uh, increase applies from the 1st of October. So there's a little lag time there. Um, so don't expect to see the change to your savings, savings rate straight away, um, but it is coming. And I imagine uh, while they were the first, other popular banks such as ING in the savings account space will increase by a similar proportion. Um, so while 3.35% looks good now before you, before you jump on board, just um, maybe wait a few days to see what other banks start to do um, as the as the uh, RBA September increase trickles through to these products. Yeah, I mean it's it's a very strong possibility we could see some savings accounts offering uh, over four percent. So, but but uh, yeah, not a bad rate there from uh, from Ubank, three point three five percent with only uh, two hundred dollars a month 
required to be deposited. Unlike, uh, you know, the likes of ING and BOQ might require uh, $1,000 a month to be deposited into the um, the linked transaction account uh, with the five transactions needing to be, to be made as well. So, yeah, like you said, fewer hoops to jump through um, and not not too far off. But, um, yeah, keep an eye out for for potential increases to, to some other other savings accounts this month with the with the full 50 um and uh yeah not a, not a bad right. deal there it's an exciting time to be a saver minus the whole inflation thing <laughs> well see that's the thing i mean yeah you, you're getting these rates of three and a half to, to maybe even four percent this month in your savings accounts um but with inflation running away, um, 6.1% is the current annual rate, but uh, they're expecting that to, to hit over 7% by the end of the year. So really all you're doing is uh, you're lessening the impact of inflation. Um, your money is still going backwards in value in real terms, uh, as in the purchasing power of that money. Um, but still <laughs> very much, you know, better to uh, to keep your money in a savings account earning some interest than just in a transaction account or in cold hard cash uh earning no interest where your money is effectively going backwards in value by the full rate of inflation that reminds me i better take the cash out from under my pillow <laughs> all right i think it's time harrison time for a rate wrap all right kick that beat off uh let's wrap up some uh, some recent rate changes we've been seeing. Uh, so we'll start with uh, term deposits. Last week, Macquarie Bank increased term deposit rates by up to 10 basis points. This included a five basis point increase of a one-year term deposit rate to 3.65%, beating out Judo Bank's rate of 3.6%. Macquarie Bank also increased a six-month term deposit rate by 10 basis points to 2.85%. Moving in the opposite direction was Judo Bank, which cut deposit rates by up to 15 basis points. These cuts included a five basis point drop on a one-year term deposit, taking the rate to 3.5%, a 10 basis point cut to a five-year rate to 4.35%, and a three-year term deposit was cut by 15 basis points to 4.1%. And that's a wrap. Uh, so these rate wraps, I thought I'd, I'd say, is just to sort of give you guys a, a bit of an indicator in, in terms of the movements of of, of rates, because um, you know while we know rates are generally on the rise with the RBA and stuff, you do tend to see some some lenders moving in slightly different directions um, post the 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 rate hike. I mean, they'll most of them will pass on the the, the rate hike to home loans or, or whatever, um, but uh, after that, they might actually start cutting to try and make themselves a bit more competitive or or increasing their their term deposit rates to attract more more funding. So uh, I think it's still it's it's good to sort of keep an eye on on the direction of of, of movements between brands. All right, Harrison, take it away with uh, what's been happening to home loan rates. All right, I can't promise this this is uh, ten crack commandments, but NAB and Combank have actually slashed variable home loan rates by up to 0.8 of a percent, so 80 basis points. For example, NAB's variable rate loan for own occupiers is now 3.74% per annum, while Combank's is 3.69% per annum. However, you can expect these to go up following the RBA announcement uh, from last Tuesday. Um, it wouldn't be out of the realm to say these would go up by the full 50 basis points. And that's a wrap from me. Good rate wrapping there, Harrison. Thank you Thank for you. that. All right, next segment, fund facts. 
All right, so my fun facts uh, for, for this week, um, you know, there's so much noise, so much chatter about uh, inflation being uh, over 6% and looking to head over 7% soon, um, which sounds really bad. But, uh, you know, I thought I'd have a look at what's happening um, around the rest of the world. And uh, if you think 7% is bad, uh, look at Turkey. They've got a current inflation rate of 80%. That's 80%, yes. Uh, that's pretty bad. But um, I mean, if you didn't think that could, things could get much worse than that, well, um, take, take you back in time to 2009, where uh, Zimbabwe was experiencing inflation of 230 million percent. <laughs> so it's just it's absolutely out of, the, out of this world. Um, it was absolutely ridiculous. They were at one point issuing a $100 trillion note, which... Um, you know, you think we think it would buy you a fair amount, but no, that was only worth about 40 US cents. So it could maybe buy you a bus fare. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a this is a bit of a fun fact there about inflation. It wasn't so fun for um, people living in Zimbabwe, who um, I think at that point they gave up and decided, no, let's just let's just use the US dollar as our official currency. But um, you know, I think I've heard those hundred trillion dollar notes are actually going on on ebay as a bit of a collector's item for actually quite a bit of money now so there you go they are worth a bit more than 40 us cents now i know i might actually look on ebay later for one could be a good novelty to have for the office mm -hmm. um and for a bit of a laugh um but 230 million percent and even 80 percent you know like what does that even mean does the little old lady in turkey go to, go to the local woolies or their vote or their version of woolies and shop with some turkish bread she brings a three thousand lira uh, and then the next day she does the same thing and then it's suddenly 3,200 lira. Like, what does that even mean on a day-to-day -day basis? It's something that we are not accustomed to in Australia at all. Well, it was, yeah. I mean, I, I read a bit more about it and it actually was really impractical. Um, you, what they did was, um, you know, people go to order a coffee. Uh, instead of paying for your coffee after you, you finish your cup, um, they were in making sure everyone paid for it before they started, before their coffee was, was delivered to that table because basically the, that price of coffee would have already risen significantly by the time that they'd finished the, the last drop of coffee there. Um, so <laughs> they had to pay the spot price before uh, they, they drank the coffee. That's just crazy. And um, speaking of uh, uh, inflation, my fun fact um, is casting our eyes back to 1962. So I've been watching a bit of Mad Men recently. It's in my top probably two shows of all time. Um, the main character, Don Draper's salary, um, was $45,000 in 1962. And now 45 grand doesn't seem like much, but when you pump that into a US inflation calculator with their high inflation, that actually adds up to more than $440,000 US today. So an ad executive who boozes, smokes, and fraternizes with women is on nearly half a million dollars. And it also goes to show recently um, the huge inflation spike in the US as well. So I remember when I first started watching the show, um, that figure was more like $300,000, and that was only five years ago. Um, and I guess the lesson here too is always to keep an inflation calculator handy when you're watching Mad Men, because I know I, I was constantly pausing the show to go back Maybe that's just the finance nerd in me and think how much a, a BB gun was or a, or, or a carton of, of camels were or, or even a, a chip and dip. Um, so that's the main lesson here is to always keep a calculator handy if you're a finance nerd like myself.
Yeah, no, I do find myself doing that from time to time. If I'm watching like a really old movie from the seventies and I just want to get more of an idea of what, what they're kind of talking about when they're, when they're talking about, um, you know, negotiating, um, salary amounts or, you know, rather than just trying to read their expressions when, when someone says, oh, I demand, you know, um, weekly payment of a thousand dollars a week. And, and they're like, their heads are exploding. Like what, how could you demand? And I'll be thinking that doesn't sound that much, but then you plug it in and you go, oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, no, it is, it is always interesting to, to see it's, um, yeah, good demonstration of the impact of inflation. Uh, okay. So, uh, I think that brings us to our, our final segment, Harrison, two cent takeaway. Let's hear it. Two cent takeaway is that there's been a flurry of rate activity lately, both in the home loan space and in the savings account and, and term deposit space as well. So my main message is to not rest on your laurels. Um, it doesn't take long to refinance at all. So if you have some equity in your home and you have a variable mortgage, it's worth keeping an eye on rates to see if you can get a better rate. Um, and same too for savings account rates as well. So generally speaking, the, the big four banks don't tend to offer the best savings account rates. So it's worthwhile shopping around and to, and to be light on your feet and be prepared to move your money around to get the best rates. Well said. Uh, mine's on a bit of a similar theme to that. Uh, my two cent takeaway this week is is just a general one that, that to just not let the tough times get you down too much. Um, that, I mean, there's so much media panic about the rising costs of living, whether that's mortgage repayments, rent, power bills, or or petrol prices. So, if you if you're constantly absorbing all of that, it's it's really easy to feel stressed and and overwhelmed. So sometimes it helps to block out the external noise for a bit and just focus on your own situation. So list out your incomings and outgoings and check you're still saving and see if there's any expenses you can cut back on and maybe focus on some of the savings you're making on individual items each day rather than all the expenses that are getting you down. So even if it's just a, the, the $2 saving you made by opting for the cheaper box of cereal at the supermarket, um, that sort of stuff can sort of maybe boost your spirits a little bit and give you a bit more confidence in your saving abilities. But at the same time, don't ignore the bad deals you might be stuck on as, as sort of Harrison touched on. Um, see if you can get a better deal on your home loan, savings account, credit card insurance, uh, energy bill, phone bill, gym membership, or anything else that's that's milking your balance. So yeah, that's, that's my two cent takeaway for the week. And you know what? Uh, that concludes our first episode. Uh, thank you, Harrison. Cheers for the chat. Thanks, Dom. Great first episode. Hopefully, won't be our last. It's been great. Absolutely. And thanks to everyone listening to the Savings Tip Jar. If you have any thoughts or feedback, get in touch via savings.com.au's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or shoot an email to inquiries at savings.com.au. Catch you next time.